This is the Centre for Stories podcast. I'm Logan from the team here at the Centre for Stories. This week's story is from a collaboration with Curtin University's School of Education. Lunchtime Stories is a series of five live recordings that focused on sharing experiences from international students studying at Curtin. These storytellers touch on topics of isolation, culture shock and language barriers, all while in the middle of completing their degrees. This recording features Rena. Rena is a postgraduate student at Curtin University studying a Masters of Education. In 2018, Rena was faced with the terrifying possibility of being deported after struggling to improve her grades. After a series of difficult situations, Rena soon learned that sometimes you have to lean on others to help yourself. So hello everyone, I'm Rena, um, actually doing the Masters of Education at Curtin University. So uh, last year I almost got deported and it was all my fault. So I will tell you how it all started. Um, the year before, uh, in 2017, I came to Perth, left everything, my home, my job, my country, and came to study in Perth. So. I came during the orientation week, which was very good. So it was very busy. I was busy as a new student uh, sorting out my things. And then as the uh, orientation week ended, I realized, oh, hang on, this is not what I thought it would be. Um, It's actually very isolated. So Perth is a very very isolated um, area and I didn't realize until I came here. So I started feeling lonely, sad, depressed, missing home so it was a culture shock for me I mean it's not a bad thing um, being isolated but it was very different from where I was so um, I used to go to the classes and couldn't understand anything and at that time I had uh, difficulties communicating with people I didn't realize that it was actually my English So I thought that it was only my culture shock or me being sad. And I just went to classes without knowing what's happening. And I ended up having three fails in my first semester. So I thought, oh, I have to do something about it. So and somehow convinced my partner at that time that, okay, I need to feel at home. I need to be with people from from the same community. So I convinced him to move in with a Mauritian couple. It was okay, I started feeling better, but nothing changed. And I was still lost. So I ended the semester with two more fails. That was very hard and I couldn't tell my partner because obviously he'll be paying for it and I was going to be in trouble. So I kept silent and I said, I'll keep moving on. Um, The people from the university came and said, look, if you have any um, issues, personal issues, you can still go to the counseling people. So I said, yeah, I'll give it a go. So I went to the counseling people and I had that thing in my mind that the person would be judging me or she wouldn't believe my story. She would think that it's a made up story. So when I came there, when I went there, I actually felt worse than before. So I said, no, this is not for me. So, and then, Obviously, that was, that was my last session, so I never went back. Um, so the upcoming semester, I 
had to pay for the fail units. So I somehow had to tell my partner, okay, look, I failed. But I couldn't tell him that I failed so many units. So I said, okay, I'll tell him part of the truth. So I said, I failed two units, which obviously meant that I had to pay for the rest of the other units. So how do I do that? So obviously, I couldn't converse well. So I had to find a job. And the only job that I could get at that time was a cleaning job. It wasn't bad. It was good money. But the only problem was that it was uh, odd hours. So I had to work at night and then study during the day. So I'd do that. I'd work the whole night and then come home, sleep, come to uni. And eventually I started feeling very tired. I had all sorts of um, symptoms like uh, nose bleeding, dizziness, and I started feeling weak. So I said, probably it's time to go to the doctors else I might fail again. So I went to the doctors and then the doctor said, look, you can't work like that. It's killing you. So you're dying from the inside. You have to stop. And I thought if I can't work, I won't be able to pay. I still owe the university some money. So I'll have to give up. And I didn't know what to do at that time. And at the same time, because I was submitting my assignments late, so the university people came towards me and said, this is not your cup of tea. So we'll give you a choice. So either drop your studies and leave the country or com- convince us that we should give you another chance to complete your course. So as an international student, leaving your, dropping your studies meant that it has consequences on your visa. So if I get deported, um, my visa get, get cancelled and I get deported, I might not uh, come back to Australia for another three years. So I didn't want that to happen. So I said I had to do something, but... I couldn't, so I just decided to give up. And I called my mom. I said, look, mom, um, I give up. I want to come back home. I'm coming back home. And she said, thankfully, she said, no, you can't do that. You've been there for two years now, almost two years. You can't look back now. You have to find a solution. So I tried. And every time I was trying on my own, I didn't realize that I was digging my own hole. So... Uh, digging a hole for myself so I went uh, I knocked on a few doors uh, asked uh, for help at that time and I didn't get anything out of it so I was still stressed still depressed so I said I don't know what to do and then at that time I realised that I have my best friend who is in Sydney and he's been in Sydney for 12 years he's been studying here so why not asking him for help so as a last resort, I said, okay, I'll ask him for help. So I pick up the phone and called him and tell him, look, that and that happened. And he swore at me so bad that I started crying. <laughs> so, um, but then he was still my best friend. So he said, okay, I have to travel soon, but I'll make sure to come and see you. So he did that. He came to Perth and stayed for one week. And... After a sleepless night, he, we managed of sorting the university issue out. And he said, if you, have to, if you want to succeed, you have to look for help within the Perth people. So the main problem here is your communication. So you have to find a way to uh, communicate better. So I decided to join a gym at that time. And then... Like I, started, well, like I asked help to my friend, I started asking help uh, from other people. 
So uh, uh, talking more in English and asking how to pronounce certain words, I started to get more confident, feeling more positive. So I went to my classes uh, even more confident than I was and started asking for my lecturers uh, for help and guidance. My assignments got better and I still owed the university some money and I had a mentor at that time or a friend. He was helping me with my assignments. And he said, look, um, because you need to study and focus on your studies only, um, I'll give you the money. So you pay the rest of the fees and give it back to me when you're on the break or something. So obviously I had no choice because I had no money. So I said, yes, okay. I took the money, paid the university and sorted everything out. So I eventually finished the course with uh, a few distinctions. And yes, um, I realized then that the only thing that I had to do was ask for help, which I wasn't doing. So yes, I would say life gets hard for everyone and you have to sort it out on yourself but don't think that you're alone um, because I'm sure that there's help available even though you knock on the wrong doors the first few times there I'm sure there will be something for you so don't give up and ask for help thank you thank you for listening if you enjoyed this story, please rate, review and subscribe to our podcast. If you would like to listen to more stories, check out our upcoming events, subscribe to our mailing list or to find out more about what we do, please head to centreforstories.com.